Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans. Episode 27? Are we at 27? Jose Altuve, I forgot to bring my trash can episode. Mike Trout. Is Mike Trout 27? Yeah, let's yeah, not yeah. do Gosh. anybody that's the Astros. So yeah. I, Trout. the 27 got brought up in practice today. Who should we use for 27 on the podcast? Altuve, hit a trash can, coach. But I didn't bring no the trash, trash can. can. I apologize. We got somebody new sitting here. We do. We got the new welcome to the family, Sammy Henderson, our man. That's right. He's the fourth. The The wolf pack has grown. It was yeah, a wolf man. pack of three. <laughs> now we are four. Welcome to the podcast, well, thanks, Sammy. Thanks for having me. We, you know, we, he's, Sammy worked. He was, uh, tell us about yourself. You were the S. S well, yeah, it depends on SID is right. what, is what the, mm-hmm. the, you, you would know me as, but right. a lot of the profession goes by athletic communications so director of athletic communications was my title at central right and i was there for a little over 10 years both as a grad student and as a full-time employee right yeah he was there back when the country played baseball Uh, you got to see me sit on the bench so you put some stats in for absolutely and i love playing his walk-up song and watching him trot out to first base (laughs) (laughs) oh it was country. I think it was Dixie Chicks. It was country. Well, it, one, Dixie Chicks. No, it should have been. One, uh, my walk-up song started in the pack was John Denver, Thank God I'm a Country Boy. Yeah. I went to uh, oh, the Colt Ford, and it would, it goes, hey, we want some country. That's, that was it. That, that was, was the one I didn't song. know, but that's how I Didn't get a song. hit to it. <laughs> and then they, they put on some rap song one time, and I got my first hit that season. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. <laughs> so the Mike Trout episode, uh, big weekend. You know, I think something if you're following us on Facebook, recording us on Thursday night, you two, I don't know if you were there or not. We didn't have that conversation. We're down the sundown this morning watching right. the Eberg Bulldogs taking on the Linden Lions. Um, shout out to the Hastings, my assistant coach. He was smiling a little bright at practice yeah, today. Um, but no, unfortunately, Ellensburg lost. But tell us how the game went. The floor is yours, Luke. You were there closer to Blow the us action. away, Luke. Yeah, I was up. Got the front row. Ticket, I guess, with his uh, angry face on. Yeah, um, yeah. They Ellensburg uh, got knocked out, and it was unfortunate they had to play the number one team this early. Um, it was kind of, I think, what everyone was hoping. You know, all year long they were Linden and Ellensburg were like the top two seeds in the RPI, and I don't know, just because of the regional loss, they that's how the bracket went. But uh, yeah, the, the Linden just couldn't stop hitting threes, and uh, you know, no matter how tight the Bulldogs defense was, you know, even it was a hand in their face all the time, but uh, when Ellensburg struggled from the three as well, but like I was telling these guys, uh, they're, they're really young still. Um, I mean, at one point during, you know, during the game, usually there's often just four, four underclassmen on the court and sometimes two freshmen out there. Um, but they're going to be really good the next coming years, you know, and beyond that too. No, I, I think yeah, yeah. we were talking about that too. Uh, <laughs> I'll stick with the game for a second, and and the the one thing that I noticed again from the stands, and my disclaimer is I'm not a coach, and uh, I'm not a good basketball player either. But <laughs> he was a wrestler. That's right. I wrestled during <laughs> track, basketball season, track, and uh, is we could not get it into the paint. Um, yeah. Linda's defense was pretty darn good there in the in that first half, and then on the flip side. Like you said, they couldn't miss on the threes. They were sixty percent going into halftime, and that's that's nuts. Yeah, uh, that's really hard to defend. Yeah, Ellensburg likes to work it in and out, and 
Um, it's helped that they, you know, Olivia Anderson's a six four freshman. But they couldn't really get her the ball, and yeah, they just never got any kind of flow on offense. So, but unfortunate. But here's yeah. some coach speak for you. The best way to get over a loss is the next game, nine a.m. against number six Port Angeles. You guys gonna be there? I'll be there in spirit. Uh, the I'll... nine to five job is gonna take me out of town, but I'm hoping to be there. I, I'm hoping Ellensburg gives me a reason to be in Yakima. On Saturday. So 8 a.m. Saturday. 8 a.m. Saturday. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a tough sell to my three girls at home, but we'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. A couple of firecrackers, John. You can wake everybody up. Trombone, play the <laughs> yeah. or trumpet and play it. Um, yeah, they play Port Angeles, who lost to Burlington Edison today, and they take on Lennon tomorrow. Um, yeah, I don't think I will be making the 9 a.m. game, but I don't I, actually, I can got the computer. Let's look and see the game that I'm kind of looking forward to going down and watching. And I'm leaving practice as soon as it's over tomorrow. HBL. Yep. I think a 7.30 tip-off. If they've won, go watch Cashmere Girls play. I'm kind of excited to watch Haley Van Lith play. Against the LaSalle team, it'd be kind of fun to see Cashmere beat LaSalle. <laughs> watched her at all? Followed her? I followed her. I haven't seen her live. Uh, social media, you can find yeah. anybody's highlights. And uh, she's fantastic. Yep. They're playing Annie Wright right now. LaSalle's already won. So the matchup's getting set for tomorrow night. What's the uh, score as of... Uh... 6.30 on Thursday. Well, you know, they didn't post that yet. I guess I have my so app here. but uh, Get on the Twitter and see if it's on there. But, uh, no, it, this is a fun time of the year. You know, you got the, the or I say Spokane, but state basketball going on. Uh, you know, I got wait, I paid for the month so I could watch Kittitas' regional game last week, which we'll talk about in a second. But you got all the state. If you have SWX, you can catch this, the B tournament in Spokane, which is going on right now. I kind of wish we were in Spokane. but kind of wish we were in Spokane. Um, but you know, the hell of a run by the coyotes. What's that? Hell of a run by the coyotes. Yeah, I'm super so, proud of them. You know, they uh, they they had a heck of a uh, road trip to uh, Longview to take on Wakaikum, and we were definitely the away team. I mean, it wasn't a home game for for the Mules, but uh, <laughs> they were definitely closer. And um, yeah, don't uh, get me. Did they were they bigger? It looked like they were they, they were taller. They they were they were taller. They were. I don't know how much bigger they were, but they were definitely taller. I mean, just bigger in terms of mm-hmm. overall size. But uh, we couldn't we couldn't rebound. Uh, no disrespect to to the Coyotes or anything, but that we were just uh, offensive boards uh, were really um, were really hurting us. And so, second chance points uh, were were big for for the Mules. Um, you know, there was a couple of calls you wish gone would go our way, but. Uh, I know we benefited from a couple of close calls as well that went went our way. Um, just couldn't, we just couldn't get them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they definitely were not as tall as Brewster uh, the week prior uh, when they played them in Quincy. Um, but uh, and then of course Wakayakum got beat by Lake Roosevelt on Wednesday. Oh, they Lake did. Rose, yeah, yeah. Lake Roosevelt then, got beat today. Lake Roosevelt got beat by Life Christian, and Life Christian is the one who beat Brewster. Um, so um, maybe it's not the east side of the state's year. Although Liberty and St. George's are still right number one and number two. But uh, and if you get on and watch tonight, White Swan's playing St. George's, and that'd be pretty sweet to see a White Swan team knock off that school from the hill in Spokane. Yeah, that's right. Have you ever been there before? To St. George's? Yeah. Uh, no, my daughter has. I did not make the road trip this uh, this year, but 
Are you going to tell me something about it's St. Pretty George? Pretty fancy. Okay, that's about it. I don't know. Okay. They got a brand new gym, and it's up on the hill. When I don't know what happened with the Linden Topness game. I well, was the number one in two seed that had to meet Linden boys. I think boys. Yeah. Well, you know, let's, let's click on the old two way here, Luke, on the brackets. While you're looking that up, uh, mm-hmm. I can tell you that Cashmere is uh, got a nail biter against Annie Wright. Ooh. Uh, sixty-five twenty-four. Where is Annie Wright? Tacoma, I believe. Okay, if I'm, I'm almost positive. Five thirty starts. So they're playing right now. Linden and Toppenish. But uh, would you guys surprised to see Zilla get mm-hmm. knocked out that early? Like, you know what? Uh, that was actually a, a sore spot for my father-in-law. He's a Zilla grad and still lives in the Yakima Valley area. And um, they just picked the wrong two days. The two games they have bad games. So get beat by i think it was linden christian last week and then mm-hmm. which they're stacked not, <clears throat> yeah they're always good they're, they're always good i so. don't know what's up in that water in linden but is that the why game? do they always have great basketballs get well, boys and girls hastings is from there so as he told us with the magic uh, i mean clearly they grow top talent ryan hastings have you guys do you want to been to linden no, I drove through it once. Drove, they drove have through. the best milk you'll ever have. <laughs> Dairies, and so that's what I'm calling it right there. That's it's right. the milk, the best milk. Maybe we'll get. We don't have a guest this week. Maybe we can get him to call in. <laughs> Hastings, you want to you want to interview a Linden guy on the Ellsberg? It'd probably be a sore subject today. We it would be a sore subject. Beat by Linden. So and our Ellsberg Ryan, followers would not like to. They would hate it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, especially because his brother was Scooter who. Was a pretty good receiver against the Bulldogs, unfortunately for them. But yeah, I remember he was a good, that one too. Good football player. So, yeah. is that where um, the kid from that went to Michigan came out of? Cole Majima. Yeah, Majima. Yeah. yeah. Was he at Linden or Linden Christian? Christian. Okay. Yeah. Another powerhouse up in Linden. Yeah. Linden and Linden Christian, man, they're very. Uh, That's like Bellingham area, right? Near it, a little bit north, a little yeah, bit north of it. Yeah, kind of like the Kittitas of Ellensburg. For That's right, Bellingham. Okay. Pretty close. Just a little bit further out. Tri-State's prep girls got beat today pretty good, 69-27. Yep. It's too bad for them. That's what I like about State, as long as you're on the, the, the right end of the score, is like anything can happen, and, and whether it's in Tacoma Dome or Spokane Arena or you know today when we were in the Sun Dome watching the Bulldogs, it's just fun, fun atmospheres, and you know whatever kind of energy or, mm-hmm. or runs you can go on, I mean, you kind of play um, like there's – like that's it, you mm-hmm. know. You don't have next week to to bounce back or anything like that. So I I really enjoyed that state atmosphere, and it's it's really fun to see those close games. And of course, you know, following on Twitter or whatever social media you want, and you can see your highlights of you know cool shots and everything. I think we saw one of Black Hills, who I think is a sure. I I don't know what level they are, but they won on a last second buzzer beater, which is, I don't know. That's kind of fun to yeah fun to see. That's awesome. I know I'm kind of bummed that, you know, sitting at the curtain at a, some stadium, whether it's Yakima or Spokane, that's always a good day. When you're what? Sitting at the curtain right in the yeah. middle of the whole thing, yeah. watching both games on either side. Yeah. I know that tomorrow night, if everybody wins, that'll be a curtain game for dad night because we're going to watch the, the Cashmere girls play and then the Linden boys are playing at the same time. That should be a good game. I mean, it's good basketball. It's fun. It's pure. and It's a lot. It's a blast. And really good talent. Absolutely. Yeah. Did, did Luke put a smile on his face before the, the girls' game was over? Because the you picture know, you put on Facebook, in, he looked mean. In, in fairness to uh, Mr. Olson. Um, <laughs> I, that's not the words I use on the text messages. But. That's right, yeah. Uh, I think I kind of surprised him with it. Um, 
It's like an awkward angle for me. It was an awkward yeah. angle. Um, Other side. You did get, I, I did see uh, a lady, a nice lady named Willow, who liked the picture. Oh, so nice at least his fiance thought um, it looked good. He was all matters. Willow, who had yeah. the dynamite drop in of Would You Rather last week on our Facebook Live. That's right. Episode. Gave it for Nate. Gave him a tough one. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, we've talked plenty of hoops. But it is springtime, and let's move on to some spring stuff. And we got Central Washington University baseball and softball. Guys, I was reminded how cold baseball is when I went and watched the Wildcats on Saturday. It was miserable. It was blowing hard. It was freezing cold. Northwest Nazarene hit. I have to look how many home runs they hit in that game. Uh, the twelve o'clock game. It was a nine. They and then you won uh, nine to ten or ten to nine. Sorry, but like. Four of those home runs were definitely wind balls that carried out. It was very frustrating watching that day. So you as a player and then you as a former SID communications guy, is spring the, the most difficult uh, Hold on. season? He was in a booth the Whoa. whole time. <laughs> That's why. I, 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 with let me get the warmer perspective. <laughs> yeah. Probably had some it, it looked miserable. It looked miserable, <laughs> yeah. His heart went out to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's tough because even going out there, I mean, the wind blows. Yeah. I mean, in Ellensburg, that's every season. Uh, but you're getting that cold. I mean, it just it cuts you to the core some days. Yeah. I mean, you guys talked about it last episode. It just wears you out. Right. And, uh, you know, that press box, although it had heaters, it shook a lot. Oh and most God. of the time. <laughs> yeah. Easy, yeah. I mean, guys, it's, I've been out. Today's day four of practice, right? Today's Thursday. My hands are so damn dry. Really? <laughs> it's so brutal. It's been beating me up all week. Worth it. It was a lot of fun. But dressing layers in Ellensburg. Yeah, definitely. But they get if you're around this weekend, pending, you know, good weather, bad weather, get out there anyways, because they host the hated Western Oregon mm. Wolves or whatever they <laughs> sillies. But Western Oregon, it's a very heated game. Nobody likes Western Oregon if you're from Central. They're they're a very traditionally strong baseball program. And uh, get out there and watch. Get out there and support. Sit down that right field line. Talk a little smack. Let's go. So they're traditionally they're traditionally a a factor every year in the GNAC. But I would love for the GNAC to actually get deep into the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably the last one that's truly gone deep in the postseason. And that was a while ago. Man, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's like, been a while since we've had a team yeah. uh, represent. And Billings was close yeah, not yes. too long ago. It just yeah. missed out. And they had a stud team. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I think having only a small amount of teams to right. play over and over again is a detriment to 100% uh, all the teams. Way too many conference games. In that. So you guys would, I mean, shed some light on it. Is it? Are our rankings for um, D two baseball similar to like a regional ranking of a basketball or a football or a yeah, volleyball? Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. every every NCAA uh, well at the D two level has a commit. Well, everyone has a committee, and it's a group of coaches and administrators from uh, schools that represent in the region that uh, of those sports. And uh, there's a there's an RPI type thing that they go off of but it's a lot more of a human element to okay. it and uh, coaches saying i wife seen this team or uh things like that and so it's there's a lot of politics involved but the bottom line is uh, especially in the GNAC you gotta you gotta be really good and have right. a really good record and play some teams uh down in the region that you gotta win in california early 100 percent. the good news is they do have an automatic last year was the first year of the automatic bit 
bad news is Concordia is shutting the doors and they're going to lose it in a couple of years, yes. <laughs> which sucks. Uh, I've talked about my good friend Kelly Gow, who's the head coach of St. Martin, ex Wildcat. Right. Still a Wildcat. Uh, dang right. He, uh, he was, you know, we, I'm not, we talked a little bit about it, but it was just too bad because, like, he got, they went on a run and got hot last year and they ended up losing the billions in the GNAC championship. But man, having that automatic bid helps recruiting because you have a chance to go to the national tournament every year, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's too bad. Hopefully, they can find some more schools to make the GNAC a bigger competitive league. That could be, uh, that's a, uh, a favorite pastime of, I wouldn't say a favorite pastime of mine, but, uh, you know, when you get on message boards or, you know, see social media, like all the schools that could come up, um, whether it's a Southern Oregon or Eastern Oregon or um, some of the Montana schools or something. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm ever going to see that. But uh, although I do know going down to California and we played the Chico States of the world and they were good <laughs> and they really? kicked yeah. the crap out of us. It was quite embarrassing. You but, see San Diego, I think, too, or I think, maybe, you know, I'll Google some stuff here. Pull it up on the Google. And, Google. Uh, D2. Let's keep talking. We'll keep talking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's 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 a kind of like softball. I guess the, the Wildcats have been good enough, though. They've been able to go to the regional tournaments. Like yeah, they, they've got enough competition. And not and like you said, going to Cal, they play a ton of tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning of the year, they like went to start with the singer. They went to, and, they went yeah. to Billings, uh, and then they went to Dixie State, played, who's going D1, and they played – uh, oh, Dixie, yeah. and then they'll go to the Tournament of Champions in Turlock, which is uh, basically every team that's worth anything in the in the uh, West region is going to be there. And uh, so you get matched up, and a lot of times it's matched up on how well you've done against who you're going to play, but you're always going to get quality opponents, and so you get those um, in-region games, which in softball and baseball is a big deal. You know, what's what's your in-region record? And that that holds a lot of weight uh, trying, trying to get into the postseason. Well, Heck, the NCBWA has like Dixie State 14th. Uh, Angelo State is number one for baseball. Where's Angelo State? Texas. Cool. Good job. I didn't know that. UC San Diego's number three. Is Dixie, I did, are they eligible to go anywhere? I think they're moving up, aren't they? They're so moving aren't D1. They, they're going D1 next year. So yeah. they're going D1, so they're eligible this year. Obvious. I mean, they're they, ranked. They I don't still, know. Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting. So two things that I want to talk about. One is uh, we just mentioned Dixie State moving up. I mean, shoot, wasn't it just like, was it 10, 12 years ago where they moved up from the JC program? Right. It wasn't very long ago that they... And I remember uh, a a gentleman named uh, Jack Bishop, who Mm -hmm. when he was at Southern Utah, he used to say that, uh, or, you know, he was our AD for for many years here at Central during our transition and and, uh, before Dennis got here. And he was saying when he was a coaching at Southern Utah, that Dixie State just funneled people. I mean, they had a really quality JC program, and and uh, so it's just amazing, like, how quickly they've, I don't know, to me it seems like that's a pretty quick transition from JC to, what a, conference to a D1. To? Would that be a, a, a Great West, or a, or would they? I don't know. I, I, don't I, haven't, know. I haven't paid. Or they're going in whack. with, with a, what's that? Know, what conference is Seattle U in? The WAC? The WAC. The well, WAC. For, yeah. That's a messed up conference too. Yeah, you travel. Like another another thing that uh, bullet point number two on. that I want to discuss mm-hmm. was you mentioned Turlock, mm-hmm. and I've been told that Turlock is a incredible tournament to go to as a friend and a fan because uh, there's a lot of SID friends that uh, <laughs> all get together and yes, but are... just like guys who are linked either 
through school or through former uh, former jobs or whatever, but that's kind of a, a reunion of sorts. No, it really is. The times I go down, I mean, there are times we have three or four Central Washington grads uh, together, and it's cool because you email, I mean, other SIDs, long story short for people that don't know what we do, uh, but other teams get information from us prior to games and things like that, and we always email back and forth. And so you build these relationships with these guys, and uh, so you get together and you get to – they're a nerdy group. I mean, just as nerdy as it gets. And so it's, uh, it's fun to watch, but it's also, uh, it's also nice to just meet people that you just the camaraderie. Right. And, yeah. It's a good time. You talk about like nerdy SIDs. I'm telling you what, uh, you can ask a guy like Jonathan Gordon, who's been a guest, like he wasn't even our SID in like 1989, but I bet you, you can tell us who the high He's, score, yeah. uh, you know, on average for you know uh 1989 i don't know if that he was probably has an excel or... sheet that he pops up on yeah, phone yeah. Mm-hmm. Information yeah. he probably all. has your track stats from guarantee back then. oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm sure he does i yeah. think yeah. i think he would be a guy that would win a lot of fantasy sports leagues does he i guess you guys might even be in the league with him you know no <laughs> you know i i think if he so if he was to dive in but it would it would consume him like uh, you would lose Jonathan in the process. Which is, you know, we need a trivia of him. Central we, trivia? No, yeah, of him and CW Crimson Committed guy. Ooh. <laughs> and <laughs> the third person backing up on this one will be Bob Guptill. A hundred percent. Yeah. At the SID um when I first started in your position at the Daily Record, Bob Guptill, he will forget more than I will ever, ever, ever know about Central. And I'm fanatic when it comes to central so um that would be kind of fun the crimson committed uh committed uh i don't know if we put all those people in a room together (laughs) yeah i think the room would (laughs) that would be our next face it would explode yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be awesome but uh you got the softball schedule up yeah so they beat ups university of puget sound a couple times plu pacific lutheran beat them 20 to 7 and then 5 to 4 but they host for the last time in ellensburg I think they don't come back this season, but Concordia this Saturday. And just, yep, and they go back down to Concordia. Yeah, we'll like. play them down there. Yeah, so they're home for just a doubleheader on Sunday at noon, start. And then they uh, the next weekend, they're here for four-game series with Northwest, or down in Northwest Nazarene. Wait, in it's here on Saturday and Sunday, or just Sunday? Just Sunday. Just a, against Concordia? Yes, yes. And then they go, but then they're home against Wait, Western yeah. Oregon. Actually, that is Saturday. Am I reading it right? Yeah, I'm losing my mind, John. I apologize. It's okay. It's been a long week for it's me. because you're on baseball mind. I'm in. We're talking about I apologize because I probably stink like a baseball player right now, but I'm a coach, so sorry, Luke. No offense <laughs> taken. Good, good feet yeah. smell going down here. <laughs> Dude, what time are those games on Saturday? Saturday says a 1 o'clock start. And this is yeah. when they should be playing their best ball, like mm-hmm. starting usually, uh, typically. But that was the Larrabee team's last few years, mm-hmm. and so uh, no longer here. But these teams, they they seem to get hot really play their best because start of the year they don't get outside you know right you're indoors hitting and you yeah. go to those tournaments and it's weird balls are bouncing yeah differently outside, just straight at this? you what yeah <laughs> yeah and the pitchers you know it's different and your hands are cold and and so they have a lot of talent a lot of a lot of good uh pitching that are the pitching usually at central is the beginning of the year you know era is a little high and then it'll and so mm-hmm. i expect uh some low scoring affairs mm-hmm. at least for the opposing team coming in right as long as we have one more run, absolutely. That's all, that matters. That's all you need. Yeah. 
Well, before we move on to our next segment, I just got to give a quick shout out, Wyatt Stickney. He was at practice today talking about the podcast. He's a loyal listener. We've, <laughs> talked, we've shouted him out before to him. I think we gave him a shout out on like our third podcast, yeah. maybe. And if yeah. we didn't do it, we were definitely talking He's about loyal. it. He's so. loyal. Uh, we might have to hire him to be like the camera guy. He was going to come over and be the camera guy at night. And I was like, no. <laughs> but <laughs> we might have to get him on the payroll. This is going to sound... Uh, um, I don't think Wyatt and I have officially been introduced, but okay. uh, I mean, we both uh, respect the talent right. uh, of each other. <laughs> My Wyatt Stickney story would be this. Um, every year at state basketball, Wyatt would wear a white t-shirt, but he would fringe it. Right. Uh, so showing off that midriff, which by the way, Wyatt always looks like he's in playoff shape based off of the shirts he that he wears. Um my uh so that's my embarrassing mm-hmm. stickney uh story for me a grown man to comment on a uh on Wyatt Stickney's <laughs> clothing. Uh but I, I can tell you I coached Owen Stickney in right. uh KBJSA soccer when when he was six years old and um, so when he makes it to the big leagues of soccer, you're three. Well, I mean I mean he he clearly gives me, you know, a, a knowing nod when I see him in the hallways when I'm uh, <laughs> volunteering at the high school or something like that. I, I, I clearly uh, uh, helped shape uh, Owen's career. Absolutely. So, yep. Well, he was one that I forgot to mention on our baseball preview, but we're looking forward to him and the Coyotes this. Uh, That's right. Senior year for us out there at the baseball field. But I gotta be careful. I can't say too much because walking in at the re- the re- or the game in district championship game in Quincy, one of the assistant baseball coaches for Brewster Baseball goes, "Hey, great podcast." So Ooh. if you're listening, I'm not giving you any more scouting reports. <laughs> all right. They all have broken legs, Brewster. They're not good. <laughs> so we're getting, we're growing. That's, that's the good news. Is we're going north. So great. So we'll be right back after this message from our, oh, we haven't even talked about him yet. Fitter's Furniture <sighs> on the corner of 4th and Main. The main sponsor of this podcast of all the thing. And great furniture. Get in there. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check them out. It looks gorgeous, the stuff they're posting on there. Yeah. I'm going to have to just go buy something. You just because I want to surprise my wife. Her birthday's coming up. Oh. And I hear Luke's paying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. it all. Make it all leather then. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. So Luke's buying for everybody in the Valley. Get down to Fitter's. Say you get the Luke Olson discount. No, I'm just kidding. That's not a thing. Okay. <laughs> Don't go say that. That'd be cool. They add 10%. It would be. Yeah, yeah they add for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, go check them out. Tell them that you listen to the KS Valley Sports Talk and appreciate them. And uh, we will be right back after this message. There is custom, and then there's custom. Fitters Furniture in Ellensburg invites you to experience the designing of your new sofa just the way you want it. You choose from over 600 fabrics, contrasting welts and fringes. You pick the leg style, or perhaps you want a skirted sofa. It's all up to you with the Bassett Custom Upholstery Collection from Fitter's Furniture. Why not find the sofa you really want, rather than picking yours from a sea of same old, same old? Bassett Custom offers you a choice of arm, back, and base styles, and you select the cushion that feels oh so right for you. So when you want your sofa your way, take the short drive to Fitter's Furniture in Ellensburg, because there is a difference in custom and custom. Fitter's Furniture in Ellensburg. Quality furniture since 1896. Find them at fitterersfurniture.com. Well, we are back after that brief message, and we just found out shocking news. John Gudat does not know what Baby Shark is. Are you kidding me? I don't know what Baby Shark is. 
Yeah, well, your kids are old enough. You don't. Luckily, you don't know what Baby Shark. Twelve is. and fifteen. <laughs> they're more concerned about uh, me getting out of their TikTok videos. I was going to oh. say. I was just going to say. I bet you know what TikTok is. I do know what TikTok is. <laughs> I, I do monitor that. Monitor that fiercely, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I joke I joke and say they want me out of their TikTok videos. If you search a little bit, uh, if you dig deep, you can probably find me doing some sort of slow-mo thing mm-hmm. or whatever the trendy thing in TikTok guys, is. You remember Vine? Oh, Vine. Vine oh, was yeah. the yeah. I have some good That's ones like on the there. That's the same thing. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I like Vine. Look me up on there. I have some funny ones on there. I think it's all gone. I don't think. I found them like this summer. You can still search. I think so. They got soul or they, I don't know what happened. I don't know, but that was good stuff. That's um, the shocking news we're talking about. Biden yeah. <laughs> and Baby Shark. Yeah. Funny thing is I text my cousin about every other week saying, hey, you know that one song, Baby Shark? And he's just like, screw you, Eric. Because once you have that song in your head, it does not leave your head. I don't Never. know what it is, so I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I screwed up. John slapped me off camera, but I accepted it. I'm, he did not hit me. Okay, but we're just joking. No, you're my, bigger than me. <laughs> but uh, I forgot to talk about Central Women's Basketball. They're about to tip off a Simon Fraser 730 tip. In Seattle at the GNAC tournament. We need to get this one. It's a crucial game. We split with Simon Fraser, if I'm correct. <clears throat> yep, yeah, they both uh both won on the road. So yeah, they came which is odd. Game. Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh, tough game, yeah. yeah. And they're both regionally ranked. Are they? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Ten and nine, I believe. We need so how many teams are ranked top, regional? Top ten get ranked, top eight go. Okay. Uh, Western's at seven. So a win here potentially could help you get to eight. Um, but you know, two would probably get you there because your second one would be over Anchorage if, if they if they win, which yeah. would be I mean yeah. that would probably boost you up a couple spots. I would hope so. Hope. Yeah. See Western Washington beat Montana State Billions the game before tonight. So yeah, beat Anchorage and beat Western because what you Western. That's right. <laughs> As you see on our shirt right here. Absolutely. There was one other thing that we were going to talk about that we brought up before we get into our new segment. The 90 mile an hour. Yeah, has your, hat, has your hand healed from catching Davis Spencer? It, yeah. It's, were, you, it's, were you nervous? <laughs> I was nervous, yeah. Once I took the one knee setup that Tanner Swanson advises catchers to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And it worked. Um, yeah, once I got down, I was like, this is terrible yeah, idea. This might be stupid. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. I was trusting this guy to just throw it to my chest, and he threw all three down the plate so but he was more nervous than me you did so. it more than once we did three times oh, yeah. Wow. oh yeah because the first one went off my glove because i kind of pulled away and the second one i got and then the third one like my back was turned because i was like screw this <laughs> is it on facebook uh no just oh, twitter so just twitter. It was on the twitter get on twitter luke olson tried to catch a 90 mile an hour fastball from ellensburg's davis spencer yep he's going to u-dub yeah he's tall kid and throws pretty hard and so yeah. what 90 miles an hour from the catching view of a guy that hasn't done it before what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. I don't think it's that hard. I think I can go catch for Kittitas right now or whoever <laughs> needs a catcher. Well, we don't have anybody throwing 90, so we'll be fine <laughs> doing that. I mean, I could be a backup catcher. I can be, yeah, I mean, I, I got four years of eligibility left. So, yeah, right, you do. <laughs> Sign him up. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool. Have you guys ever been lucky enough to sit in on 90 mile air fastball? I've set, I've hit against one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach Christensen went to uh, Eastside Catholic, got drafted oh. by the Rockies. I think it was like 2000 maybe. Mm-hmm. And he threw, they, he was clocked at 94. Now my team sucks. So he's probably hanging up there about 88, but it felt Still, like 94. Were you, I mean, I made contact. Did you? That's it a great hurt. feeling, isn't it? Like hell. That's like, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, but I made contact. Oh, 
I didn't get a hit, but I made contact. So is that, I mean, looking at it coming down the pipe, you guys, I mean, you guys have seen that stuff. What, I didn't what is see that it. like? I mean, you but, you saw, but you saw yeah. in the GNAC, I mean, there were, there were guys that could clock 90 yeah. that you played against. And so, I mean, 88 and 90 probably feel a lot different. But, I mean, uh, he's, I don't know how you played college baseball because I played high school. And I was just swinging well, at that. I couldn't see it. The GNAC, like, we didn't see. We saw mid-upper mid 80s. Mm-hmm. Nobody turned. Yeah, the, the Western Oregon had a few guys that could do it, and I remember playing down there at Salem Kaiser Stadium against a lefty throwing ninety. First pitch fastball down the middle, and I took it because I was like, "Holy shit, <laughs> what was that?" <laughs> and then I stepped down and go, "Crap, that's the last fastball I'm going to see." And he threw he threw a slider the next pitch that made me spin around in the batter's box. I missed it so bad, and then he he backdoor curveballed me, and I was like, "Well, this is the end of my career." At that point, I will not it. play beyond this moment <laughs> <laughs> because there don't no one. I, right. baseball, and that guy he got drafted, and he only made it to rookie ball. That's crazy. So what are those guys? What do you? What's it like being in the box in a big league? It's those guys are gifted. Nineties nothing for them. I mean, no, because they're hundreds now. Is that the so, difference between D two and D one guys? The guys are throwing ninety. They're going D one. Yeah, right? I think I mean, so. Like Spencer, right? And like Logan Mercado at Tri Cities Prep, and you know, in the springtime, he's mid mid upper eighties. In the summertime, they're clocking him. He, I've heard he's gotten clocked in the summer at 90, 92. Where is he going to? Oregon. Wow, University of Oregon. You got to think with good pitching and stuff. And, mm-hmm. Uh, getting physically more fit and stronger than, yeah. and he has a body that can put on more. Right, right. That's, that's, that's a, this is probably just the start of what they're going to be hitting. Mm-hmm. So your example when you took that fastball and, and it really maybe spooked you. Or yeah. Whatever, were you in your head? Were you thinking, all right, not only is my career ending here, <laughs> but it. I'm just going to hope for a hit by a pitch or, or yeah. a walk. I mean, did got you... on top of the plate and tried to wear it? Yeah. <laughs> Roger Dorn, that thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Did, you didn't know about him coming in there. No, I did. I just froze me on the fastball down the middle. I don't think it'd be that fast. Yeah. No, just yeah, that was the first time I actually seen ninety. I think. Have, yeah. have you played any guys that have actually gone to the MLB or anybody from the GNAC at that time? No, I think those guys were the only ones I know of that actually gotten drafted. Well, we had a guy on our team get drafted, Brandon Rody. Yeah, and there were a lot of guys that went places, but no one that actually Brody, yeah, made it man. really, really far. Right. Yeah. Let's see the furthest. The guy that I played against and played with one year. One year when I was 16, we played for the River Dogs, went to the World Series in Virginia. It was awesome. Uh, George Reyes was on my team. And he went to Oregon State as a freshman, was the World Series. He won the second World Series they won. Wow. And he was the World Series MVP. And I, I every once in a while I get to talk to him still. But I remember facing him in the uh, the All-State games at East Wenatchee at the time when it was there. And I thought, George? You've signed to Oregon State. Be nice. <laughs> and I popped up, and I was like, "Well, at least I made contact." <laughs> I like, oh. But he was the only, and he got to Triple A. He was able to get Triple A. That was the furthest one. Um, the only thing I've gotten close to the big leagues was my coach Tanner Swanson, who was coaching first base the other day in the spring training game. Was he? He was. Yeah. Someone's got a picture of him being a first base coach for That's the Yankees. So cool! Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely awesome. He uh he posted that photo with him and Gary Sanchez. Yes, today. he was like on his back. You're hugging him. I thought that's awesome. No, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I oh, did coach against a couple of former or current, not mm-hmm. current. Lincecum, I coached oh, my first year. Did you really? Summer ball. Lincecum. It was his senior year, and so I got to see ninety. Yeah. Up, up at the plate. Was he special then too? Oh yeah. You get I his mean, tell. Yeah, I mean he was just a dude. I mean 
he he was strange. You knew that right yeah. away, looking at the guy the and how he competed. He was yeah, he was strange. And then Taylor Mays, who played oh. football at USC, yeah. was yeah. a phenomenal baseball player. Mm-hmm. I mean, just freak athlete. But so to see two guys that I mean, you could tell they were different. I mean, they're just you're I don't think everybody could go to the league, mm-hmm. any league. I mean, it takes a special talent to get there. And those guys both had it at a young, young age. Yeah. You could tell with George, he had that special thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, there was a kid, a guy in our league when we were in the North Central Washington League from Waterville who played at uh, Wall Community College for a year, Gonzaga for three years, and was drafted and made it to AAA with the Angels, and that was Drew Hyde. But he was fast, like fast, fast. Football, it was embarrassing because I had him wrapped up and he did a little spin move out of my arms and still <laughs> scored, the, scored the touchdown. It was just amazing. We do admit yeah. that, man. Thanks you know, for admitting that. I still haven't. Yeah, we'll tell my story about you in the locker room after a tough Waterville <laughs> loss one time. I don't. I'm gonna say that. You're gonna talk about like me in the locker room. That's worse than me leading with Wyatt sticking these clothing. No, well, and like you oh, were John well, in the locker room. You weren't just hanging out creepily in the locker room. You were working. You were on working. I was the trying to do an interview. <laughs> like I'm glad you made me clarify because that sounds weird. That I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> no, we got beat by Waterville. It was that game when Drew Stuck got away from me, and I went in and I was beating the hell out of my locker. I was so mad. We just lost. <laughs> You can and say John, this now. The statute of limitations is it's over. over. Yeah. And John walks out of the coach's office and goes, Eric, it's going to be okay. And I was like mid about to swing my helmet on the locker. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then uh, Joe Paul, our trainer, yep. walked in the door right after. And it was such a good thing you stopped me because he would have. He would have killed me. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. ruined my helmet. And then he would have killed me for not stopping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, anybody that's, you think, you think, oh, my kid's going pro or whatnot. You'll know. You'll know. You'll There's something special, something special about yeah. yeah. That a kid from Central got drafted last year, the closer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Our, uh, what's his name? Or was it a couple years ago? And no, there was I a pitcher last, last year. year. And uh, oh, what's his name? There was a right fielder. He was the GNAC Player of the Year. Was got drafted too. Jimmy. Oh yeah. Outfielder, right? Yeah. He played an alumni game this year. He's on our side. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's playing. He's still playing. He's at the Phillies. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've had a few guys drafted, actually. Yeah, there was Andrew Snowden. Yeah, he got drafted. Adams, uh, maybe four, five, three, four years right. ago. Tall kid. Yeah, if we're going to talk about Phillies, though, uh, 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 Driver. Craig Driver. Right. My, my former GA. Yeah. Yes. Man, is he's there doing big things. He's the yeah. first base coach. Yeah. Yeah. That's, for the Phillies. <laughs> for the Phillies, right. You yeah. think about that. Desi's had three guys coach for him who are all in the big leagues right now. Swanson, Driver. Abe's in a different role, but he's in right. the big leagues. He's in the big yeah. leagues, yeah. That's crazy. That's story. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. Mariners play the Phillies this year? You know, I don't know. We're getting tickets for We're free. Going. Do the Mariners play the Padres this year? Because I know I know someone that will be there for this. Uh, can, can, I, can I share a really quick story? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll move on. <laughs> so next on the docket, what's your story? Um, <laughs> so it involves uh, Mr. Henderson to my left here. Uh <laughs> Sammy and I uh, drove with Jonathan Gordon, remember? And we went to the <laughs> the Mariners playing the the, uh, the Padres. And you remember, I can't remember if he wore it, but he had a full-on <laughs> uniform. You remember? Yeah, the stirrups so awesome. and everything. I mean, he was ready to play ball. And we're, uh, we won that game, I remember. And Jonathan's in full-on fill- – I like can't remember if he's in his whole uniform. I know he brought it. Or he was brought considered. it. Maybe it was just the stirrups. 
but the jersey, I don't, he, he might have had it all on. I know he brought, brought everything. He was wearing pants. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, and he, he goes, goes all out. You know, Jonathan, right? Yeah. I love him, man. He was definitely wearing his Padres jersey. Jersey. And, and the Mariners were, yeah, he was ready to play, man. Yeah, he, and the Mariners were, uh, they had won that game and were surrounded by Mariners fans. And Jonathan refused to stand up in the game. <laughs> was was that when was Loby was with us? Did he meet us there? I think. Yeah, I think so. With his brother and <laughs> oh gosh, it was it was a great game. But they do come here. The Padres are here the fourteenth and fifteenth. Jonathan, September. if you're listening, we're going. Let's go. Let's do it. But he has to wear the whole. He's got to go yeah. Back. Don't they have new uniforms this year? They do. So yeah, they do. <laughs> he's I guarantee Nike. he's all, he's got a jersey he, or a hat. He is a diehard and fan. He is one, a fan. He's the one that told me that he got new jersey. Yeah. He's a huge mm-hmm. fan, and I I I love it. But what it made it so funny is the guy refused to like stand up or even acknowledge any sort of good play <laughs> because it was against his Padres, and uh, I mean you know That's he so got funny. over it because we're with a bunch of friends and everything like that. But I just uh, good times, <laughs> good times. So if you are wanting to watch the local guys in the big leagues, June 1st, 2nd, 3rd, the Yankees are in town. All right. And then July 3rd, 4th, and 5th, the Phillies are in town. Oh, my oh, goodness. Man. I'm going to see what kind of connections I still have with the driver. See if we can't get some good tickets. And so he, maybe we can interview he, him on he the He was field. a central coach. And an assistant He's GA. A, and he was a yeah. GA. Is he from Ellsworth? Yep. No, no, he went to. I think he, he's from the West Side. His yeah. dad, Bill Driver, played for the Wildcats back when Tuna and Billy North. Yes, yeah, and he's, yeah. he's still a huge supporter. Hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, I know he went to Driver went to what Puget's uh, UPS. Yes, UPS, UPS and coached there. there. Then came here. Yeah, or went came here and went there. Was he? Yes, he coached when you were. No, that was uh, after me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not much, right? Not, not much at all. Yeah, not it too was much. A year or two. So who are the other two coaches that are in the MLB? Tanner. Oh. And yeah, then Abe uh, Silvestri. He was a longtime assistant coach when I played. Okay. Where's he? Kittitas Middle School baseball coach. Ooh, that's right. That's, <laughs> now he's, I think he's a travel Did coordinator. Did he put that on the resume? Probably. That's <laughs> probably why the Giants hired him, honestly. You know, he, oh, and he was worse like equipment, right? He was the visiting clubhouse man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they hired him uh, because of the Kittitas Middle School baseball coaching job on the resume. Yeah, that's definitely the walks to Palmero Park, and now he's in the big league. That's just a, blows my mind. Yeah. Whoever can coach in that wind, yeah, we're I mean, special. Yeah, we're dumb. You can produce a winning team. That's yeah. Todd Gibson's been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> Merle Watkins. Hmm. I wish I could say my name, but I can't. Not yet. One day, someday, maybe we'll see. Yeah. One day, um, we have to take another break. Producer hats going on. That was a fun little, fun little exchange. But we got a new one coming. That's right. We got, instead of, would you rather, what's on our mind? Because I know everybody out there is wondering what's on our mind daily. So uh, we'll be right back after another message from Fitter. We got some new ones. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Maybe throw a McGregor one in there because they're a great sponsor too. So we'll be right back. Your new sofa doesn't need to look like everybody else's new sofa. Let the professionals at Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg help you design your own Bassett custom upholstered furniture. Your sofa, your way. Exactly what you had in mind when you started shopping because you took the short drive to visit Fitterers and found the furniture you've been looking for, along with great service and free delivery. Why wait? Fitterers Furniture in Ellensburg. Quality furniture since 1896. Check us out online, too. Fitterers. Well, we are back for the second time. Internet's working now, fellas. We are ready for our fun segment. What's on your mind? You know, let's, I figured we could change it up. We've been doing Would You Rather for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I just know everybody wants to know what's on our mind. 
Cordo. I think we decided list. John's going to lead off. Because I think mine's the least controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, um, I was thinking about, uh, uh, you know, favorite, uh, we're in state basketball. We mm-hmm. talked about it earlier. Uh, you know, favorite state basketball venue. Um, but I'm going to say, uh, you know, favorite state venue across all sports. Um, mm-hmm. I think overall, year after year, my favorite venue is uh, the Spokane Arena just because that truly is a basketball-shaped arena or mm-hmm. perfectly formed for uh, um, for basketball. Um, your guys' opinions? Spokane Arena. <clears throat> I mean, isn't there really only three? <laughs> well, I mean, in, in terms of, well, back in my day at high school, insert Luke's John is old joke for the week. <laughs> he's, he's working uh, in the mid nineties, early to mid nineties. I graduated in ninety five, but shoot the well, we didn't even have four A. We didn't even have four A back in my day, but the three A was at the old key arena before it got mm-hmm. renovated. That's cool. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Which was really cool, but it was huge. Mm-hmm. So can arena is big, but you know holds like ten thousand people, whereas key arena holds seventeen or whatever. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, but Spokane Arena is a is a is a great venue but i would also say having state volleyball here at a last second notice for the two-way tournament that was that was awesome mm-hmm. at central so um but i'll say spokane arena okay what's your favorite state venue when they had basketball at Heckhead for a couple years oh yes oh. that was pretty cool that's right that was pretty cool that'd be awesome that's an incredible that's an incredible arena and also the kingdom when they had the king bowl Yep. For football, they had all games at the Kingdom one day. That was pretty. That would be neat. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That would be awesome. They do football at CenturyLink? State football? No. no. Used to, it used to be, uh, I think, 95 was the last year they did it at the Kingdom. And then they moved it to Comodo. Yeah. So, so, and yeah. they split it to two days. Probably go to Spokane. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I've only seen two. I mean, are you talking about just basketball or? Well, just basketball. Nothing wrong with the Sun Dome or, or the Tacoma Dome, but I just think the Spokane Arena has more of a true feel uh, to it. Connections I'll, better there too. Sun Dome connections sucks. You know what though? I <laughs> was. Up, I hope they hear that. It sucks. I, I was kind of up in the rafters today, and my connections were were better than if I was like on the concrete it's floor. So off and on. Yeah. And yeah, that, they sucks. need to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Samuel, what's on your mind? What's what's on my mind? Well, we talked about a little bit uh, beforehand, um, and you know, coming in here prepping, not having watched a ton of high school basketball, and being the SID, I can read a lot from paper, and just uh, so I went digging on the WIAA just to get caught up on. Well, first I was looking at scores for two uh, A girls basketball, and uh, started going through championship history, and then that that led me to looking at teams' schedules for the last couple of years and the teams that did well. And uh, just noticed, uh, you know, the the non-conference schedule for for Ellensburg, at least girls and and boys, you know, there's not there wasn't a lot of uh, games that they could schedule that could really push them early season. And, you know, I'm assuming these last three games for Whitney, uh, he probably learned more about his team in these last three games than he did the first 22 games of the season. And, and so uh, – and we were talking with Luke here that, you know, CWAC's going to lose a couple teams. And so I would really like to see if they're able to get some really tough teams, go maybe go to some tournaments. Uh, I saw Linden, Burlington Edison, Port Angeles, all those teams were playing each other somewhere in a tournament that really, uh, you know, gave your team an idea of what, what they're going to face 
in the tournament right. before getting to the tournament and kind of getting that shock factor playing against a team that's, you know, as talented as you are. Mm-hmm. And coach, you learn a lot, you know, adjust, you learn, oh, maybe I shouldn't have this player in in the fourth quarter. Maybe, you know, this. And it's hard to do that when you go 22-0. So what's on my mind is is that um, I'm excited that they're going to get a chance to schedule some teams, and I hope that they can find some openings with some teams that will push them. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that uh, I used to think that, you know, for for non-league stuff, you always want to, like, go play up or something like mm-hmm. that, unless we're play three A's or something like that. But there's clearly, as we've been in the Sun Dome this week, I mean, there's so much talent at that 2A level that I would, you know, love to see, like, a two-day Christmas tournament or something like that in, I don't know, Bellevue, <clears throat> where they meet up with, the you know, an, uh, whatever, whatever that league is that, be and linden are in um i mean that's just some incredible basketball talent or you know catching a couple of spokane schools or something like that so you don't need to do a 3a or 4a although they did knock off uh ike this this year and they're Mm -hmm. at two non-league games uh they beat 4a ike and then they beat 1a zilla and zilla girls are pretty good at state and and so Mm -hmm. i mean they scheduled as good as they could with the limited Absolutely. space they had but i i agree I, I would love to see them play some really top tier 2a teams mm-hmm. in the coming years i mean that's because I mean, they're they're forced to play 18 league i mean that's a yeah, lot you that's a, that's a huge yeah. league you can't do that i mean coaches really can't do i mean they can't add you know six more games so Correct. it's almost a good thing that the cwax gonna cut need three to. teams and yeah maybe i don't know how many more how many league games non-league games that means but be should be at least a few more. Yeah, you'd, a lot, you'd, I mean, you'd hope. At least, yeah. So three teams. So that's six games. So it'd be great if we can at least get four non-leagues out yeah. of that. And the nice thing about the tournaments <clears throat> is travel is tough. I mean, it it costs a lot to to add those extra games. You know, to play like a Burlington Edison or someone like that. That's a long way. So if, one, if you can meet in the middle, right, and get one travel day out of it and play a couple games, uh, you know, be useful. So hopefully they can find themselves in. One of those tournaments or somewhere or central or, i mean if they could host one Absolutely. you know that'd be that's a good spot yeah mm-hmm. he's try. i mean i think the wia needs to figure something out to involve more kids to play more games because how cool to be a free weekend of a tournament and pick league like a you know the pac-12 big 12 matchup imagine if every league got just a free weekend to go play a tournament in any sport you get to go play this team from that league mm-hmm. that would be so much fun because I know, like in baseball, for we scheduled the Cascade Cup tournament this year. We're playing PL Wolpe Valley in the first game. Colfax is playing Liberty Bell in the other game. We're lucky we have the facility to do it, and we, it's a semifinal game for a championship. But I think the WIA needs to allow more fun for the athletes and give them a couple more games and have a crossover, a mid like their own event. Yeah, like the WIA. Maybe it's a one weekend WIA crossover event or something. You know, they can they can do it. It's uh, it's the one too. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know either. I think it'd be something that would be awesome. Do you got one yet? Or should we pass? Uh, I guess I got one. It's kind of <laughs> stupid. <they're> I guess. <laughs> Good build up. Off, uh, <laughs> I feel bad for Corona beer that they have to. They're getting <laughs> the shaft. <laughs> Sales are down. That, is, that's, that sucks. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you corona. a Corona fan? I like Corona, but. Oh, we forgot to bring Corona. Can you imagine that having whoever, I don't know, they're ownership and they can't do anything yeah i wonder though if that's one of those like your names out there now though like maybe it's free any publicity, free publicity, publicity? you know yeah. could they make a from... marketing effort out of it because you okay. you don't want to be too funny about something that 
no, uh, you know, I, I did see an ad from a local company that had like, we have this new cleaner. It disinfects uh, viruses. <laughs> and I was like, oh, weird. I wonder what they're going. Yeah. <laughs> so it only made me think of this because someone on Facebook shared uh, some, I don't know if it's a legit site, but it says Corona offers 15 million to help change coronavirus name to Bud Light virus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure that might be spam. But it's uh, baby. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what's on my mind. So, you know what? I, get, I, I'll I, get a Corona tonight. I, I do feel <laughs> bad about, uh, I don't know how they picked that name. How do they pick the name of a virus? Is it like hurricanes? But they have a like a list bush of bush light just must just cut the bush light virus. Yeah, bush, That's yeah. in Pullman, never mind. Natural light, natural mm-hmm. virus, <laughs> natural light virus. There's nothing wrong with the natural brand. Thing, right? Yeah. Natty Ice has gotten me through a couple of cold nights. All right, so <laughs> it warms you right up. Before right. I tell you what's on my mind, yes. Wilpa Valley upsets Liberty Spangles 71 to 62. Wow. Number is, 10 seed beats a one seed. Wow. So the 2B boys, uh, there were no undefeated teams anymore. Liberty uh, Spangle was the only undefeated team. I'm going to take a guess and say the winner comes out of the bottom half of the bracket between Brewster, Tudor Lake, White Swan, or St. George. Okay. Back to what's on our mind. What's I'm on like, your mind? My mind? And I just turned my hat backwards, but I've been. It's early spring. I've been doing lots of tractor driving. I've been listening to some podcasts. The Mariners are on my mind. I got to listen to a few spring training games. Like I said previously, this is the first season. I truly am not excited. There's no excitement for me in this Mariners season. When the general manager and the manager come out and say, don't expect us to win. We're going to lose 100 games this year. Well, how do you have a job still? Coach Wood called me the other day. We were talking our fantasy baseball league, which is a great league. It's intense. It's so intense he kicked his own son out, who was the commissioner. Now I'm the commissioner, but uh, what? He kicked Logan out because he didn't check his team enough. Are you serious? <laughs> it was hilarious. And Logan, well, truth be told, Logan finally graduated college and got a big, big boy job, and he didn't have the time. <laughs> he was actually working, making money. Wow. But uh, that's cold blooded. He got to talking. Like, if you're a CEO of a major company, you come out and say, hey, we're going to suck. They're going to get fired. Not that I want those guys fired, but who comes out in the media and says, "Man, yeah, we're going to suck this year." I guess they're being honest, but you know, I guess I got the the prospects brought up here, and there, I guess you can be excited about this, but where are you going to watch them at? You have to go to Arkansas or Tacoma, not Seattle to watch. I mean, Jared Kelnick, who knows where he ends up? Uh, Julio Rodriguez, Evan White, Callie Raleigh, Jake Fraley, which he was kind of a cool story, but he didn't really hit when he was up here last summer. Kyle Lewis, Brandon Bishop. Um, Pitchers, Logan Gilbert, Justin Dunn, Justice Sheffield. We did get uh, Taiwan Walker back, but I don't know. I'll be going because I love the game of baseball, the Mariners games this year, but it's just uh, – I'm tired. It's I think it's a – They're going to try to win, but it's that's just – they don't expect to. They don't expect well, to. Remember yeah. they, then they start 13-0 last year. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, they're going to be great, and then they suck. <laughs> I don't no. know. I need to be – Maybe it's just me being a Debbie Downer feeling bad about myself because my team hasn't made the playoff. They're the worst drought in all professional sports. So I I don't know. I guess the question I would have is how did it get this bad? What did we do in our farms? Still? I mean, we haven't been around for years. We're trying to find something. Like, I mean, I was really frustrated last year is when I, I was in your position last year yeah. when not because we got rid of Cano and but it was all those other pieces that were we, we were almost there. Like so close. we were almost and, right. Yeah. Diaz and Segura and, and like all these we were so close and and then we just kind of uh, were, and that's where I was like 
I've mean, been waiting for so long for us to get back right. to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like we were so close. Last we, there's years, no guarantee yeah. that breaking it all down. I mean, you still have to get the right guys. Mm-hmm. You still have to build them up. And so in theory, yeah, like, you know, I think it's a lot harder doing baseball. It takes a lot more time. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm kind of tired of waiting. Well, then the guys I named off, they're great prospects, but they've only proven to be prospects. Right. This could be a big bust. And in two years, we're going to rebuild. We've had a lot of busts. Right. I mean, we've had a we've lot hit of on great. what? Six guys? We had Dustin no, Ackley. He was terrible. Mike Zanino was the top. He's still not good. Um, who was the guy with Brandon uh, Morrow? Yeah, he would draft him over Tim Linscombe. Yeah, that he was really out. good the, the <laughs> final five years of his wow. career. Yeah. <laughs> Country is upset. I'm mad. Wow. I'm so tired. No, in that, <laughs> so but, but we've been in that rebuilding <laughs> yeah. stage too much. Our you know, franchise, except it's for hard to get years. behind it again. You know, when yeah. you felt like I felt like <laughs> my entire life we've been rebuilding. Yeah. Well, so that that was going to be another thing is rebuilding. If you rebuild every so often, that's that's. That's okay, but uh, I'm just wondering: Is it going to be like ten thousand fans at the games, and that's it? Is there's it going to be why, like the Tampa Bay Rays? There's a reason why opening day they're selling tickets for twenty dollars, and I'm still trying to convince myself to go. Yeah. Are you going to Central Night though? Is mm. always a Central no, night? it's always in the middle of. It's always not. It's, hard, it's a hard day to go. <laughs> it's a hard yeah, day to go. Easy. I've never been to a Central Night. I mean, I'll go to the. I'll try to eventually go to a Yankees game because of Tanner. I'll try to go to a Phillies game if I'm not working, but. But on the other, I mean, it's still a fun night with your buddies or or your wife going to the Mariners game Absolutely. and uh, hanging out all night. But still, I just, it's just, it's been like, you know, a good dog or a dog's been beat down all the time, but he still comes back and pet you. Oh, my friend, it's like what we feel like being Mariners fans. They keep beating you down. We're gonna be good. No, you're not. And then you're still just not good. You're never gonna get that bone. Wait, do you beat your dog? Not at all. But saying? it's just like okay. you, you see the sad dogs on TV. <laughs> Took like a hard left turn to that, no man's. That Sarah McLaughlin commercial with the dogs in the pound. That's what Mariners fans look like every year. Hundred <laughs> percent. Sorry, I went off the rails there a little bit. Wow, you've never this seen me angry like this before, have you? Uh, well, negative. since the Waterville locker room game, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. crap. <laughs> I don't know, and I, but I, I mean, I still say that, but yet I'm still live streaming their games on the radio, listening yep. to them all day long. So. Yeah. I'll still watch. I'm but. still going to be a fan. I'm still going to watch them. I'm still going to root for them. I'll still go to a handful of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't really, you know, uh, uh, how many years ago was it? Because he's retired now. But Indianapolis Colts suck for luck. Can right. you tank in baseball like it's, you can it's such in crap shoot? Yeah, I will say. And it was when my wife and I we met in the spring. And that summer, I went and picked her up because she was back on the west side. We went to a Mariners game. And I took her to the Hall of Fame induction day for Dan Wilson and Randy. Did they go on the same day, I think it was? Wilson and Randy Johnson. Yes, I think they did go yeah, together. Wait, so you're talking about your now wife, then girlfriend, and yeah. now you're more excited about Randy Johnson and Dan Wilson. Well, I'm just saying that her experience with me, and it probably pretty near ended our dating, was when we were at the Hall of Fame ceremony. And everybody around's crying, and she's like, "What's wrong with these people?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I was crying too. Like, don't understand. And she's like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Well, we're loyal to our team, and right. thick and thin. And someday, maybe we're gonna experience something good. The Seahawks finally did it, so maybe the Mariners will. I don't know. In It'll 20 years, yeah. we can't have them both good at the same time, can we? No, it'd be kind of crazy. <laughs> well, fellas, that was a fun episode. Sammy, welcome to the family. Thank yeah, you. I'm glad it. you're here, man. 
Um, Luke, get your rest. You got to get down to Yakima early in the morning. Oh, yeah. If they win, it's 8 a.m. Saturday. That's right. I might be there for that. Jeez, yeah. Ooh. We have an AU game there. Might as well go down Yakima, and get the whole day. Yeah. I think it's like 10, so. You got it. You have enough to at least catch the first half. Right. Yeah, it's a tough place to adjust to shoot to, so you got to get your <laughs> team ready. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again to Fitter's Furniture, our great sponsor. Until next week, be kind. Take care of one another. We'll be back with another episode of Kids Valley Sports Talk. Oh.